we see on average okay 40 to 60 percent of traders on the are making money that's great that's a big number i would say now our, our thought process is you no know, how do we make sure okay people uh, don't over trade okay how do we make sure okay you give enough signals to people or communicate to people when the strategy that made money for you earlier okay is the one that's about to happen okay are you interested so uh, again this is this is a really touchy topic because we can't advise okay and we don't want to advise right so our journey is always you no know, how do we make sure information is avail- available for you okay and based on the information uh, let the investor or trader take take that particular call hello listeners my name is raj singhal and welcome to another episode of breaking investment stereotypes here we deconstruct world class investors or wealth managers and deep dive into their investing journey professionally personally or both this episode is brought to you by multiply.co where we believe that investing is an ignored life skill our mission is to create a platform where people can find fellow investors discover investing products and share investing ideas we have now gone live and thousands of users are already part of a vibrant community so do check out our app which is there both on apple store and play store or simply just sign up on web i want to give a little guidance on how to use the shows none of the following should be taken as an investment advice please see multiply.co/disclosures for more information my guest for today is praveen jadhav praveen jadhav or pj is founder and ceo of raise financial services is known in the startup and technology ecosystem for building products from scratch and scaling them up from zero prior to raise praveen was the founder managing director and ceo of paytm money where he built the product and company from zero to becomes india's largest investment platform in his previous roles praveen was chief growth and product officer at servify head of growth at free charge and led product for mobile and e-commerce at redif he has two decades of experience across verticals like investec payments e-commerce online advertising social search and mobile so without further ado please welcome praveen jadhav hi pj welcome to the show yeah hi raj good to be here on your show thank you so let's let's talk about yourself pj you know i really, i see that you really built things from scratch and scaled up and that you know really, really excites me uh, because i've done the same in in my career too uh, you, you have experience across investec payments online advertisement social so very exciting tell us uh, you know how how what made you interested in all of this so this is how i actually started my career was like never planned planned to go that way okay so i think back in my engineering days okay this this thing called tcp ip connections started up in in, in india this is again 25 years back i'm talking about so again from the 96 97 at that point of time where you have to go to bsnl office and get an uh, tcp ip connection which is to those dial up dial up connection yeah, yeah. 9.6 mbps <laughs> uh, modem okay it was not even mbps it was kbps okay you know you know the young guys who are listening to the show they will think that we are from dinosaur age but yes, yes. Exactly. <laughs> so so been on the internet for almost like 25 30 years now okay and when when we started there were no browsers there was no zoom nothing we used to chat with people on something which is called irc chat uh, which is a command line chat language and all and been on the internet ever since uh what what happened is you no know, i i did my engineering uh, okay was building some things on on yahoo groups as to manage uh, very popular yahoo group called as browse world which was a list of inspirational content and all and it was quite big it had around 2 to 1/2 million users uh, this is back in 2000 and 
and I kept on doing that for almost 10 years, did my MBA and uh, after my MBA I got into HR and within a span of 4-5 months I realized this is not a place for me to okay, I, I don't belong over here. Uh, and luckily at that point of time, okay, Rediff.com which was the most popular portal at that point of time, in fact India's Google at, at that point of time, uh, those folks knew about uh, this mailing list I was operating and had a chat with uh, Ajit who was still the CEO at, at Rediff.com and they called over and we discussed and they said hey we want to hire for some something which is called the product manager this is again i'm talking 2005 2006 and we had no idea what what we're supposed to do but this is like okay internet is expensive you go you go go to we've got to get to an office where internet is free and you can browse all all the day okay and make some money or get some salary for that okay i said why not and let's figure it out so this let's figure it out journey become professional with Rediff.com. Okay, then I, I was heading uh, their uh, mobile services for web, for WAP, okay, and obviously all the other things that we did. We used to power stuff on uh, BSNL, uh, GPRS services. We did a lot of lot of things with a lot of mobile telcos back then. A uh, lot of consumer services. Okay, we were the first guys to have a mail on mobile. This is again 2006, so people wouldn't know there was a mail on mobile client in India in 2006, 2007 with the push mail service and all. So did that for about two years. Next two years, I was leading the e-commerce initiatives, okay, and then uh, went on to you know work with a friend uh, called uh, Shamik, okay, and then the venture called Wahana Media. We're building advertising network back in uh, again. This is 2010, 2011, okay. Ran it for around one and a half years. Small company, profitable, uh, but we realized we are like way way ahead of time, okay. We were doing retention cloud. We are doing uh, you know custom segmentation, audience segmentation, and all, okay. And this is again 2011, 12. Uh, where people used to just treat us like agencies, like you know, okay, we don't do things by ourselves. Okay, you go and you go and run our campaign. So we were treated like an ad agency, which was like okay against what what we want to be known as. So ran it for one and a half years, and then moved on to uh, do my own startup, which is called Wishbug. Okay, it again had two journeys. First journey, like startups are never easy. Uh, the first first phase of that it was called Daiki. We failed uh, after running it for 18, 24 months, and pivoted uh, into a visual. Uh, wishlist and reconnecting people who had similar interest and this was built on top of Facebook's uh, open graph APIs uh, and ran it for around two years okay and then uh, we had an opportunity to get acquired by FreeCharge uh, which landed me in FreeCharge I was heading their product and growth okay we went from some 35,000 transactions a day uh, to a million transactions a day and this is again back in late 2014 okay so that time million transactions a day was like really huge number it's even used today, by the way, but yeah, to do something like that at that point of time was uh, was super awesome. We got acquired by Snapdeal, which was then the largest acquisition of any consumer company in, in, in India. Then took a small break, worked with a friend uh, who runs a company called Servify back in Bombay. Uh, that was the only, you know, B2B kind of setup that I was a part of with. Okay? Then moved on and started Paytm Money, uh, built from scratch, ran it for three years. We uh, were among the, we were the largest uh, online direct distributor okay when in, we were larger combined to anyone in the competition all AMCs put together and within a span of uh, just one and a half year we managed to get around 20 percent of uh, market share in that okay and after that i moved on and tried to say let's do something on our own okay that's how race race started so that's a brief journey i, I hope uh, it did use a sense but now that i talk about it i realize this is journey of almost uh, 18 18 years now 
No, no, awesome, man. I mean, you know, sounds. Before I move on, actually, I'm quite interested in understanding uh, what's what's Redef up to, right? I mean, it was big deal uh, in our times. So since you brought up that name, I'm quite uh, interested to know where what what are they doing nowadays. Uh, so I think Redef had the same thought which probably happened with Yahoo uh, in mm-hmm. the US. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if if you remember, there were portals like uh, Alta Vista, then there were so many of them. Mail City was a portal, and there was. I mean, I haven't done the excite was a portal and all, right? Okay. Uh, I think the only two survived in India, like Redif survived in India and Yahoo survived in the US. Okay, and uh, and obviously that phase of you know whether we are a media company or whether we are a product company, okay, where both both the end, I think both the companies had a similar fate when they they choose to be on the media side and what evolved was the product or commerce journey, and then that got left out of it. Okay, so so I think it's still around. It's by the way, it's still my default uh, web page. Okay, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, to check if internet is working or not. Okay, I, I still visit radio.com. Okay, uh, let's let's talk about Dhan. Very interesting. So you know, what are you guys doing? How different it is from uh, what you were doing at Paytm Money? Uh, so a couple of things, Raj. Okay, when when we look at the market from outside, okay, in fact, a uh, lot, lot of my fintech friends, a lot of investor friends, or even even close friends, right? We we end up looking at uh, you know, this entire domain as investing, okay. Uh, but there are multiple layers within that, right? Okay, like like we were talking before, there is advisory, okay. Then there is uh, let's say initial fund investing, okay. Then then there is alternate investing. Then there is stock broking. Then there is trading, and then there are bonds, and there are alternate assets, and all. So it's it's a huge industry, okay. There are multiple layers in that, uh, and even if you look at direct investing, which is a platform like Dhan. We we end up you know, putting all all baskets or probably looking at all the platforms and classifying them. Hey, this is just just one and the same thing. Uh, but it's actually not okay. So if you look at India and if you look at number of CDSs, they say that there are around seventy crore uh, demat accounts in the market today. But I think that's that's a huge number. Okay, I think the realistic number should be somewhere around thirty five uh, to forty million. Okay, and in that in that number, okay, if you slice and dice this this industry. Uh, almost half of them have come in the last two years, which is post-pandemic, where people at home and they realized okay, we need to invest and all. So net net of this 35 million people, okay, uh, I think around 16, 16 odd million people have come in the last two years, and those are the ones which we call the early investors. Okay, uh, that's a segment that we don't target, by the way. Okay, so we are looking at a segment which is people who have been in the market for more than two years, uh, which is the rest 15 to 18 million folks out out in the market. And the second segment is people who are active on the markets every day, which is traders. Okay, so if you look at traders, okay, or if you look at NSE data for any given day for the last 25 years, okay, uh, on on any given day, the number of trading volumes on exchanges is always about 90%. Okay, so you you have to check this. No, this is like four to five million daily traders who generate 90% of volumes on the exchanges. Uh, compared to that, the other segment of users, which is people like us normally who invest for long term. Okay, these are the folks who generate the seven to eight percent of transactions. Okay, so Dhan as a product, you no know, targets traders. Okay, and targets people who are in the market for more than uh, two years, uh, because we know for sure that people who invest in the market for a bit longer time, okay, they will always continue to be in the market. Okay, like I'll tell, I'll tell you my story. I started investing for the first time. This is two thousand eight, two thousand nine, around that point of time, and, and the stock uh, that I ended up buying first was uh, such long. Okay. And was this before crisis or after crisis? This was before crisis, okay. And I, I saw the value coming down to some three rupees and four rupees, which is like markdown of some 90, 
98%. And I gave up on investing after that. I said, you know, I'm not going to log into this again to yeah. see how 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 much I have lost my money. Okay. But obviously, after one cycle, I came back. I realized, hey, there has to be some way to make some money. And then I said, hey, let's look at investing from a different lens. Okay. And after I made some money, after my future's exit, I started investing again. So this is what typically happens for all the people who have come into the market in the bull phase, where, where everything looks green and you always used to see your portfolio in green. And suddenly when you start seeing red and very, 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 very red, okay, you start thinking, do you want to stay in the market or do you want to get out of it? Okay. So that's the segment that we are not targeting. Okay. And even the product, if you look at it, it's made uh, for people who know what markets are, or if it's made for traders who know what they're doing. Okay. So we don't uh, do any kind of invitation to people or we don't say this is for first-time investors. Because first-time investors require a different kind of product altogether, which is... Uh, what what your question was like? What was Paytm Money doing? So Paytm Money was you not know, typically targeting first-time investors who have <coughs> never invested in markets ever uh, and want to get started started on that. Okay, and we designed Paytm Money experience is more like an payments experience because uh, at the point of time UPA was getting popular. Okay, obviously there were payment apps like Google Phone Pay, Paytm, and people were familiar with the checkout experience. So if you compare uh, the entire product design or no entire user experience on Paytm. Okay, it was radically different from all the apps that existed before in the market. Okay, so it was meant to be like a checkout experience. It was meant to be like, hey, let me just quickly show you what you want. Okay, you analyze, you think. Okay, there is a lot of things, a lot of visuals about uh, the fund. Okay, there is a fund manager who's to come and talk about you know, why you should invest in this fund, what are the risks involved. Okay, everything that someone wants to do. Uh, but if you decide to buy, okay, we want to make sure it was the quickest possible decision. Okay. And again, like like some of uh, then uh, old old competition who were uh, targeting AUMs and all. Okay, we were hardly there for AUMs. Okay, so uh, we were making people aware that there is something like a mutual fund, and you can get started with as as small as hundred rupees. Okay, so which is why people say, hey, hundred rupees, let me just go and check out what what the platform is. Okay, but then uh, what we realized after that, for people who learn, learn very very fast. Okay, so. Like we used to see this is a record of someone who has never invested in the KYC. He has never done a KYC. He's a first-time investor. But one month into uh, into Paytm money journey, he used to ask questions like, you know, NAV kya hai? Okay, portfolio update nahi hua. Okay, uh, if I withdraw money, when do I get my money back? Okay, and he used to ask intelligent questions like, what is my XRR? What is my CAGR? And, and stuff. So what I realized, you no, know, investing is a bit addictive. Okay, people who get onto that, okay, really want to get to a core of that. And these are the people who survive that, you know, two-year cliff. Okay, and let the market go down. Okay, people will move out, but I think this is an opportunity for me to invest for a long term, so I'll stay invested. So, uh, from an industry perspective, probably everything looks at the same industry, but from an approach perspective, Dhan is looking at the market uh, way too different from any of the fintech platforms that in India or even even the old uh, old players in in India, which are bank based brokers or traditional brokers or even discount brokers. Uh, so before I know this is one thing which I've always been thinking and you know I think other people have also thought about right this whole trading community right uh, and then there are enough data around that uh, probably only one to two percent of the people actually end up making money over a, and 99 percent 98 percent of the people actually end up stop doing anything after say one or two years they drop off because they lose money so when you look at that data set and when you look at your clientele and you know I and I agree with you that 92 percent of the volume actually is done by by traders how do you reconcile these two facts to make sure that uh, you know from a business perspective right i mean you know it's important that your 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 clients are also doing better because then only they will keep coming back so how do you reconcile these two these two facts 
so when when we looked at this entire domain raj okay we we look at you know we didn't want to start another broker because like for example uh, i i have my old bank based broker which i started 20 years back okay let's say if i buy infosys share in that and if i buy infosys share in dhan okay i'm not going to get any special treatment it's, it's just the same share okay in two different demand accounts so what what we realized is you know when when we want to build dhan we want to make sure there's a product road map okay, which is built with the investors and we deeply uh speak with investors speak with traders understand what is that missing in the market okay why is someone not providing that and and, and so on and we we don't look ourselves as as a discount broker or a broker we are more of a data and a fintech company or probably an api company so uh, what what we ended up doing in the first 9 to 12 months was basically look at all all sort of complaints okay all sort of requirements that people have posted across the internet Okay, be it uh, forums of, and there are tons of you no know, forums for trading. Okay, there are, uh, I mean, there are reviews across play stores. Okay, there are Twitter is filled with complaints if you want to take a look at it. Okay, and then there are uh, trade forums. There are community like MultiBuy where people you know come and discuss about you know their experiences with brokers, what is that they want and all that. So we we planned out a lot of this, lot of these things. Okay, and we figured out okay there are a lot of white spaces that no one has looked at. Like for example, today if you look at uh, some of the brokers out there in the market, okay, I think most brokers today just enable experience, okay, which is a transaction experience. I just go, I want to know what I want to do, I'll, I'll do a transaction. Okay, uh, if you look at you know what what leads to a trader, like a good trader, for example, he looks at all signals. He's not going to go and do a trade just because the market is open and he has money in his account. Okay? He's going to wait, okay, and he's going to do some analysis, which today he's doing on some other platforms. He's probably paying. Uh, money on different platforms to get information about option chains or probably you know what is OIL, what is the PCR, okay, making strategies and all. So people are spending so much money and getting things right, okay, and then they coming to execute, okay. Uh, but again, this is feedback from a user that we got just today, and he was talking about his option trading app that we launched. He said like today, no, I can do my analysis and I can just place my order within a flash of a second, okay, which is awesome. Was earlier what I used to do is to study in some other place and to come to execute that, and by the time. Uh, like like Thursday today, markets are super volatile towards the expiry, right? Okay, the time that you have an opportunity to make a trade is the time that you lose in you know, replicating the same strategy onto a trading platform and and then doing some of those things. Okay, so we looked at all all of this. Okay, we looked at different experiences. Like for example, today if I'm doing doing a trade, okay, the most important trader thing for a trade that I mean for anything for a trader that matters is when you take a position, you want to be in control. You want to know everything that's happening with that position. And none of the platforms today, okay, have an option to even manage your position. And we are the first ones, okay, who have, you know, build something like manage your position. Then in depth, we show all all information about what's underlying, okay, how's your position doing, okay, what's the history of your position, what's the market depth, okay, all all that you want in in one screen, okay. In fact, if the market is changing direction, single tap reverse the position, okay, and make money on the market both the sides of things. So uh, what we what we looked at you now, there are a lot of gaps. Okay, and the other part, what we realized is, you no, know, it's easy to make a transaction platform, uh, but it is very difficult to make a transaction platform that will satisfy a trader because there are tons of traders. Like I have trader friends, and every every trader has a strategy that has worked for him. Like like you said, now most traders burn money. Yeah. And every trader has got their own uh, different ways of looking at market exactly. screens, right? Right. You, they will have their own micros. They will have their own, you know, the Excel file. Very different for everybody. Correct. So every every trader is believing the strategy for which or in which he has made money. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And he tries to you know look for how do I go and make this strategy much faster? Okay. And when I get this opportunity, how do I go and basically trade this as quick as possible? So 
Uh, when we talk to traders, we actually talk to some hundreds of personas, okay, where someone is looking at open interest, someone is looking at option chain, someone is looking at Greek, someone is looking at, I don't know what, okay, someone is looking at hedging benefits, someone is looking at US data, someone looks at HGX uh, Nifty in, in the morning and tries to, you know, plan their day and all. So it's, it's like working with these hundred personas of people and then patiently taking requirements for all of them and trying to figure out you know, what are the common common factors that we can come out with and build a product around that. So. That that case of kids are exciting, and I know traders lose market, okay, but there's something that you no know, we we look at on a daily basis: how many of our traders are actually losing money, and how many of them are actually making money. So that net, uh, we see on an average, okay, forty to sixty percent of traders on the are making money. Okay, so that's great. That's a big number, I would say. Yeah. Okay. Now our, our thought process is: you no, know, how do we make sure, okay, people uh, don't over trade, okay, or how do we make sure, okay, you give enough signals to people or communicate to people when the strategy that made money for you earlier, okay, is the one that's about to happen, okay, are you interested? So, uh, again, this is, this is a really touchy topic because we can't advise, okay, and we don't want to advise, right? So, our journey is always, you know, how do we make sure information is available for you, okay, and based on the information, uh, let the investor or trader take, take that particular call. Okay? So, those things, even, even for investing, okay, it's, it's very, uh, like, there are a lot, a lot of things that we realized. Like um, a simple thing like XIR or CAGR is not available on some of the most popular platform in India. Okay, and we have so many users asking for that. Uh, a simple thing like you no know, real-time allocation or real-time insights on on the portfolio is, is not available. So, uh, what 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 actually happened is you no. Know, so you end up making a product which is uh, a function of okay the partners that you work with. Yeah. And if if you and then I'm sure you you are trading or investing from a very very long time. And you must have seen people have disconnected systems, okay? So the front office is separate, their back office is separate, their yeah. is separate, they have a different uh, way to add money, settlement is, etc. So we look at all of that as, you no, know, these are disconnected systems and we want to make an integrated experience. So, which is why, so whenever everyone wants to build anything at done, we like, you know, what is the common approach, okay? How do we make this, or how do we make this as an experience and not uh, just offer a plain within a product which someone can actually get Anyway, I mean, I think quite interesting. Uh, I agree with you that uh, the uh, tools for traders are so fragmented, right? I mean, you know, you probably get news from somewhere, you get some analytics from somewhere. I used to use Bloomberg a lot, which is probably the most expensive platform in the world. And I, know, I still don't understand why somebody's not, uh, you know, uh, uh, done anything for it. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, the, 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 uh, and and everybody had had a, their own Excel file with macros. Yeah. So if you if you can build something really which can replace most of it, not all of it probably, but all, at least most of it, I think you definitely will have a winner. Uh, which which brings me to the next uh, the, the topic, right? I mean, you know, uh, so we've seen the broking industry evolving. Uh, it used to be more traditional. Then Zeroda came, and then then everybody came, and now now you know we are getting to the next phase as well. What are the next steps or next phases of the whole broking industry of, you know, as per your perspective, is it already matured or you still think a long way to go? And how does the Dhan or vision of Dhan fits into all of that? Uh, so this is something that we always keep on thinking every, every now and then that, okay. And uh, I, I think the way we look at Dhan at this point of time, and like I said, okay, this is a specific segment of users that we are going after, which is traders and people who are in the market uh, for more than two years. Okay, so uh, the journey with Dhan is basically a market share journey, okay, where there is an existing pool. Or like, like, like I said, no, when 
in the last two years, okay, probably 17, 18, 20 odd million people have started investing in the last, last two years, okay. Uh, but if you look at traders, okay, traders didn't double. Okay, there's 5 million of traders didn't become 10 million. My view is trader as a community will always remain constant. They will not go up much because, yeah. as I said, right, some people will go out, some people will come in. Correct. The investing community will keep growing up because there is a need for it. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Exactly. So, which is why I said journey for Dhan, okay, is, is a journey where we build experiences, okay, because uh, it's clear that people are using platforms, okay, and they have been, I mean, there is a muscle memory for some of the, like, I, I recently, like, went and visited and popped as okay where people are actually looking at screens and you no know, executing trades okay without even looking at the keyboard and taking big big transactions okay and it's just a muscle memory like for example we have a dealing desk okay which is our risk uh, risk team okay when they have to manage their position no one even bothers to look at keyboard or what it is right okay they just do it and they, would, they, do, it, they do it so well right so <laughs> the journey for them is like you know, how do we create an experience that you no know, that let people let go of what, what they are using for years together, okay, and get to know, okay, what, what a trading experience should be like. Okay? So that's the journey for them. Uh, how are we looking at for the next two, three years is you no know, doubling down on a lot of different things, okay, like for example, uh, like we don't have mutual funds, there are already a lot of traders, okay, who, who have written to us saying, uh, no, I don't want to bring my capital to the market, but I already have my mutual fund, okay, can I use that and pledge it? And, and start trading okay, probably okay let's say i know the markets are correcting i don't want to bring a lot of capital uh, can we bring along margin margin financing as a product or, or lots of other things like you no know, like this simple product that we launched sometime in sometime back which is called live market scanners uh, where you see any price breakout price actions that you can configure for it's shown to you in real time and uh, people just love those kind of Products. Now they're asking for more. Okay, so our, our thought process is for the next 18, 24 months, uh, we will keep building what, what our users are asking us to do. Okay, and some of these gaps which are in the market, uh, let's say people want integrated experience, so you'll get on board uh, with mutual funds. Okay, we are uh, setting up a subsidiary in IFSC to make sure we make investing in US markets much more simpler and easier through the route which uh, both the exchanges are setting up in Gip City right now. There's a huge opportunity in bonds. Like, like you mentioned, you're looking at fixed fixed income, but somehow uh, fixed income products have never been popular on any investing platform. Okay, even I don't know why. Okay, so that that is something that you know even we have to end up looking at and probably do our journey on that. So, from from a product or customer experience uh, part, you know, I think there are tons of things to achieve uh, and all. And these are smallest of insights that basically help us uh, you know build products like. Uh, we, were, we were with a few traders who had come to our office and we were interacting with them and taking feedback on our option trading app. And some people just say, like, you know, why do I, let's say when I see a position or when I see an opportunity, I end up spending at least, you no know, 8 to 10 seconds, okay, going and placing an order. Basically, I have to go search for that particular uh, script, okay, figure out which orders to do, etc. He's thinking, why can't I have the order right there, okay, uh, which led for us to, you know, build something which is called draft orders. It's odd, like your Gmail, right? I, I write most of the notes in my email, and whenever I want to send, I just click a send. So this is the same thing, okay? We just replicated that experience and say, uh, why can't traders you know put down all the trades that they want to take, okay? And we give them a live view of market depth, uh, what's happening underline, and whenever they want to execute an order, just single tap and execute it. Okay. So our our journey is more about you no know, talking to traders, talking to investors, understand what they want, and and there are tons of things that people keep on asking us. Okay. So we have a very active community. We have uh, 
very active ways of seeking feedback from users at least uh, on, on any given thing okay we have 100 to 200 unique feedbacks okay and we are like oh, there's so much to build and how much time we have okay there's always a catch-up in terms of what we prioritize that so that that keeps us busy for the next 18 18 24 months uh, and I think the way scenario is happened right now, okay, I'm sure you are also aware about how private markets are looking at and even, even the overall sentiment, I think. Uh, anyways, okay, most of VC funded companies okay, like ours, okay, uh, are now been told to focus on things that, that you should do, that you believe in and things that should scale, okay, so uh, that's a validation of, of even how we were thinking, so why? At raise we want to do everything, but it's it's also clear that till the time we don't build a significantly large business out of our first product, which is done, uh, we don't we won't venture into something else. So so we'll stick to investing, trading, or wealth management, okay, and probably you know, build experience which stands out than what what the market is providing. Yeah, great. I mean, I have I have tons of uh, views on the uh, fixed income side, which probably we can discuss some other time. But 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 you're talking about this whole feedback from your consumer, and I've seen that uh, in a lot uh, from your tweets as well. That you you speak you know speak to a lot of your clients on a daily basis. But now there is a you know famous thing by writer of uh, book Alchemy, uh, Rory Sutherland, right? He says that if they had if if they had gone to ask somebody about will they buy will somebody buy a four four dollar coffee, somebody everybody would have said no because you know I can make the coffee free at home. So. It's a double-edged sword, right? Asking a consumer because consumer may ask uh, you to build ten things and probably not even use nine of them. While at the same time, they may not they may not know what they will need and ask you uh, like a, you know having a Starbucks coffee, right? So how do you uh, balance uh, those things when you talk to consumer and get the feedback? It's, it's actually very tricky. Okay, like you know, there's always a catch that. Uh, you don't want to and see for, for a tech company, okay, and I'm sure you relate as a founder that you know, the only thing which is of the extreme or the most importance is you know, how you, uh, you know, use your tech bandwidth, okay, yeah. tech design bandwidth. Right? That's the most expensive one, yeah. The most expensive, right? So obviously when we look at some of these opportunities, we, uh, number one, <coughs> sorry, check uh, how many users are really asking for it, okay. So we measure this metric in terms of, okay, has it been asked repeatedly and so on. Okay, if it is only one off, then we probably say, okay, hey, we have your feedback and you come back to us when you want it. Okay. Uh, number two, second bucket is basically okay, things which are available uh, across you know, different different products for competition. Okay, or someone wants to change something, but this is not, not like for example, my bank business broker hasn't changed the experience for the last 18 years. It's the same almost almost the same thing. Okay. Uh, but then people are got used to some of those things. Okay, they miss some of, some of the platforms, some of the things that have been offered on the platform everywhere. Like uh, today, one of the things that that we don't have, and we're working uh, on that very very actively, is let's say a uh, sell order, or forever order, or a GDD order. Okay, on a sell side, uh, because our entire platform when we built earlier, it was built for investing. Okay, it's just that when we started discussing with investors and traders, okay, we saw traders were looking at more insightful information, which is where. Uh, we started moving a little more toward traders, but obviously making sure the experience for investors is, is not harmed. Okay. So when we looked at some of this data, okay, we look at okay how many times someone is, is asking for for it. Okay. Uh, what the feedback that has been shared is it coming from people who are actually actively using our product, not using our product. Okay. And then we try to figure out, no, can we stagger some of those things? Okay. You can't build an let's say trading engine on day one. Okay. So like I said, let's say the same example, let's say forever order. Okay. We started buying, doing it on the buy side first. Which is out okay then now we started building on the sell side okay then we will put it on the trigger side and also 
we try to make sure we bring them and try to see okay the first layer of the product is seeing adoption okay so when we initially built baskets okay we, the baskets were built for uh, for investors okay and then a lot of traders started putting calls and puts in that okay and looking at hey i'm not getting hedge benefit and people were saying ki hey uh, i i am using basket because i want to put multiple orders but i'm not getting hedge benefit that i'm supposed to get okay and used to say it's available for you after you trade and users were like no i want to see it before you actually put it out so these are the kind of feedbacks that know that you speak repeatedly and get get from users and also as as a team uh, i think the dna that we have set for all all the team members is that you no know, everyone has to do customer service okay so uh, we have engineering teams we have product teams we have design teams okay they got they got to call with customers okay we do meet and greets with a uh, lot of lot of folks okay and try to you know understand how is that using platform and uh, our community is also very very vocal okay so In fact, so we are blessed to have that community because some people will actually design the product and send it to us. Yeah, this is something that you should move from year to year. It will save me two clicks. Or no, this is a place where you know the required data. If it makes better, my my uh, journey will be much more simpler for taking a trade or managing my position. Also, it's it's good to have feedback like this from users. Obviously, okay, a lot of people also critic us because. Uh, it might not be the one like so the first version of feature might not be one what they expect. Okay, and Uh, we have a policy that we never delete any of any of the responses that's been given to users. Okay, it's a community which is open. People can look at it and also be the harshest of feedback or be any criticism and all. Okay, we make a note of it and make sure we have to do good of good with it. No, that's that's great. That's great. Uh, let, let's talk about uh, investor behavior, right? I mean, you know, you you you've been involved in the investing or the wealth tech side for for a time now. uh what are the various changes in the behavior have you seen while building up paytm money and even now you know while dealing with dun which is more more trader especially with this whole millennials and gen z generation right i mean and you mentioned like about 17 odd million or 20 odd million have come up in new investors have come up in the last uh, two years so so what are the behavior changes you have seen and especially you know uh, and, and on your platform especially so uh let's let's talk about uh let's the behavior of of folks who have started investing last uh one two years so let's say late millennials or early gen z okay mm-hmm. out there and uh some of the interactions that we had with with, with this community okay we realized they are much more experimental than that than what we were okay so uh like today if i were to invest in bitcoin i'll think thousand times before that okay but uh someone who is in that age group or someone you know in our own office or okay, in that particular age group okay they are like to try karke dekhte hain okay chalo se to like paisa hi jayega so that that willingness to try something new okay is significantly higher okay than our generation and obviously if you compare to generation before that it's like you not know, two poles apart uh which is why today we have you know in fact it was surprising for me personally that you know there are investors who are crypto first and not in stock stock investing or mutual funds oh i'm pretty sure yeah i'm <laughs> very sure of that so uh that's the sal sal bar bar dekhna padega kitne usme se bache hain but yeah as of right absolutely absolutely but people are still willing to take that take that bet uh that's one secondly what we realized is you know in in the journey of making done and when this pandemic started and how things are okay if you recollect no our generation when i was investing 10 years back or uh, trying to do any investment okay i i used to rely a lot on the reports which will come from various broking houses or institutional desks okay which will send me a nice you know, six page or seven page with all summary okay and profitability and everything out out there 
today this is today all of this is like i don't know when was the last time i have seen a proper report okay today my information uh, channels are limited to instagram on youtube where okay a lot of influencers financial influencers today are dissecting the company and writing reviews about that and you not know, telling their views okay and this entire channel of communication did not exist uh, 36 months back okay so the way information is getting consumed today okay especially financial information be it ipo or be it how to trade or no uh, which crypto is safer i don't know which one is safer but yeah there are there are uh, channels like this okay so this entire information uh, dissemination that used to happen earlier okay is now completely moved okay uh, to to online channels like this and people get influenced okay uh, so that that is second thing that has happened happened recently okay Uh, the la- the latest thing is basically uh, which specifically for than okay we we realize people care a lot about experiences than uh, than just paying for the platform so uh, we have taken a call that will never compete on price okay so we offer what what the market uh, is offering in terms of pricing uh, but we will get a lot of value that's not been given everywhere okay that all value will be available to our users at the same price so we don't want to compete on price we want to basically make sure for the same price that the industry standard is Uh, you will get a lot more on than than any other platform which probably would offer you. So those are things that we look at specifically. Dhan, our thought process at Dhan right now is no, we'll, I mean, build product for respect to TG, okay, in the way that they would like to have it. Okay, like okay, uh, we had a partnership, uh, have a very active partnership with Trading View, okay, where we are building a lot of products from Trading View onto our platforms, okay, and there are there is a specific set of users, okay, who trade from charts. so for that set of users we actually built a different portal all together which is you know tradingview.dhan.co where okay everything that you are seeing on tradingview okay, you provide the entire experience right from your charts your indicators your studies uh, your portfolio your position order placement uh, everything that you would want okay in the native experience of of tradingview okay so our thought process is not like like i said okay different traders have a different view of looking at it okay so uh, package the product okay give the experience that that they would want Uh, so when you're saying you you know you 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 created different apps uh, for the for options and probably for for millennials or Gen Z whenever you will create another one, uh, doesn't it create a little bit of a friction in terms of you know branding, uh, you know uh, how how do you how do you reconcile to that part? So we we written Dhan as a brand for uh, traders as well as investors who are there. Okay, okay. Uh, I think we have to think about it when when we are looking at that segment of. Uh, Millennials, okay, okay. or that, that particular DG, which is going to be first-time investors and all, hmm. and it, it is very difficult to build, build a brand, okay. So if you if you're able to do one thing right, okay, it's better you build out build on that. Hmm. Uh, that's what that's what we think. But if the DG is significantly different, okay, than than the DG for hundred, okay, uh, and we don't want to do a force fit of of product, okay. So when trading view is is basically trading view dot dot co, okay. So yeah, all all these products are are under that. We launched an APS tag in which. the most comprehensive set of apis available with full documentation across multiple tech stacks is available on on the hq okay so we try to make sure we do everything on a single brand uh, that helps us focus focus a lot in in everything that we do cool uh, let's let's talk about your own investing style and you know asset allocation approach right so i, I was just going through all uh, i think you your your uh, got covered in mint as well uh, recently uh and very clearly your style of investing is more of a risk taker uh and i guess you have one third of your investment in in startup uh, uh i i don't know whether that includes dhan or not 
uh, how do you approach uh, investing overall? I mean, you know, what's, has your style changed over the years or tell, tell us more about that? Uh, so I, I always tell, tell folks, you know, not to try to mimic things that I do because, okay, it, uh, it is a personal journey. Like, you know, yep. like, for example, in my entire career of, of 10 years, right, 20, 20, 20, about 18, 20 years right now, okay, uh, I had something like a salary for probably only like five or six years. Okay, so most most of the journey is like taking, taking a risk, building things from scratch and also uh, when when you live something like that, okay, it's 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 very clear that no, you are a high high risk taker. Okay, uh, like for example, when when we have, have to start with Paytm money, it was like you know when do we start the next day, and we actually started the next day. Same thing happened with that when do we start? Okay, we start the next day. Okay, that that's how it is. So, uh, being being a founder, like you no, know, and being a founder who does things multiple times over and over again, okay, you probably get used to this time key. Okay, so that's that's how that's how it is. Okay, so uh, so while that is true, okay, I uh, kind of always stayed away from investing in startups. Okay, because you know, when you are building something, you basically want to make yeah. sure, uh, give you maximum time to that. And, mm. and if you want to invest something into a startup, you better be very helpful to founders. There's no point in just doing a passive check. Mm. Okay, but at least be available to founders when they when they want it. Okay, so. While uh, I started building Rays, and these are early days when okay, we are just doing whiteboarding and all, I thought, no, why not uh, no, uh, look up to some of those uh, inbound interest that comes and people say, like, you know, do you want to, uh, this is what we are trying to build very early stage, do you want to come on board or do you want to check with you, how can you help on product growth or industry interaction and all. And I used to say the time is always available. I, I never took any equity and all. I don't believe in free equity. And as a founder, you should make sure everyone works for you. Okay. So I and some of this conversation is basically, hey, you know, we are raising a round now. Why don't you do? Why don't you participate along along with it? So that's how some of this journey started for me. Uh, I think I think two years that I started investing in angel uh, in in some of early stage startups. Uh, so that portfolio has done well, at least on paper. Okay. I don't know how it was realized or not realized, but. Uh, obviously, principal principal should come back some point of time. Okay, that is what uh, that's what one is. Okay, second part of investing is obviously you you have to believe what you're doing, uh, which is when when we were raising money at at done okay for days uh, in in both the round seats it was around that we did okay I, I thought there should be not just you no know, skin in the game by being there but obviously while uh, with with some capital as well okay so which is where I participated also in also in raise. Uh, and most of my other investments are long-term investors, uh, investments in stock markets, okay, roughly around 40-45% of portfolio is in equities. Uh, one good thing I did is, you know, uh, I, I used to you know, make a lot of investments because, yeah, I think this sector is good or I think this company is going to do well, not, not spending a lot of time on that. And uh, obviously when the COVID, uh, COVID hit and there was a crash in the market, I said, you know, let me just clean it, clean this up. Like, there's no point. I, at that point of time, I had some, I, I'm not sure, I think 50, 60 put stocks in my portfolio. I said, no, there's too much of a mess to know what's really happening. So I just cleaned up my portfolio, brought it to around good 20, 25 bets. So at least uh, companies I know which are doing good and most of them ended up being mid caps or large caps. Okay. Uh, so that portfolio cleanup happened at the right time and uh, also invested and doubled down on that because uh, I said, now anyways, there's no, no, no opportunity of going and meeting people. Okay. You, you can be at home and only do two, three things. So one of the things was obviously building race. <coughs> Second was uh, watching some old movies and third was let's say do some investments. Okay. 
so looking back that portfolio really really looks uh, really looks well even even now when markets are rating it's still some 60 70 uh in, in profits okay and uh we'll see like no one can predict where the market goes okay but if the markets are correcting okay i look at from a long-term perspective i double down rather than getting out of the market no i think that's that's the right approach i would say uh wh- what's your view on this whole uh, social meets investing right so we've seen a lot of you you also spoke about right the whole trend about uh influencers coming on you instagram youtube or telegram channels which are thriving and i'm told that there are a couple which has got like millions of uh, users into some of those channels as well and not everybody play by rule book right so what do you think about this whole you know this whole in, in social and in investing curve, you know confluence uh, and and you know we are very excited about what we are building at multiply right which is basically a verticalized social platform for investors and right now we are focusing on more long term investors what do you see how do you see this whole field so i i always step back and look at you know the basic you know basic very very basic aspect of everything right you know for example why do i start investing myself uh, it's not because i want to invest it's because my some one of my friend told me i'm investing in stock markets are you right so that's how yeah. most of your conversations like i would if i have to pick up at least 10 people in my own social circle and ask them how do you start investing Okay. It was not because you no, know, they one fine day they woke up and they they started investing. It was because obviously someone in their friends or family and all they say that they are investing and that influenced them yeah. to look at look at market. And that is true for many things in life, right? I mean, like I I studied because my friends were studying. I would have not studied. So, yeah. so to the core of it, okay, social does influences uh, investing, uh, investing or even trading trading behavior. Uh, but the line to draw caution out here is you no, know, not everyone is your friend out there whom you are taking taking advice from. Okay, mm-hmm. and there's no way to validate someone's interest or intent in terms of you no know, what's been proposed to do, do what what you're supposed to do. Okay, so we always you know tell people to do you know your own uh, research before getting into some of those things. We understand, and this is something that we you know discuss deliberated a lot. Okay, keep option trading app very very different from from the core app. Okay, because the mindset of an option trade is very different. is It's a very risky proposition than probably anyone uh, who probably should just enter option trading just because you no, know, it's it's made available. So uh, that's a thought process. Okay, and and from from a regulatory perspective, we always want to make sure we are on the right side of because we get regulatory yeah. changes, depository, SEBI, and there are tons of guidelines around that. Okay, so from from that perspective, I think okay, we are very conservative in our approach about, about that. Uh, but I think the other fair point is you no, know, there are no regulations which tell today, okay, what is allowed, what is not allowed, okay. And uh, as usual, okay, regulations are a little a step behind, okay, than innovation. Okay, so there is some catch up that has to do over here. Okay, so uh, we track what's happening in public.com, we track what's happening in eToro, we track in what's happening in so many other platforms which are introducing multiple layers of uh, social investing, social trading, and all. Okay. Uh, like like you said, uh, your multiply channel on Twitter is very very popular. Okay, there are people, and when we do even even we do our own sessions on on Twitter with some investors or with some traders, or our own sessions at some point of time, we see thousands of people coming in, getting interested interested in that. So, I think social as as a core of finance is always is always going to be is always going to be around. Uh, to an extent, that you no know, one of one of the decks one of the slides that I had in our investment uh, decks was basically. If you look at it, okay, ninety-nine percent of content which generated by financial influencers is around investing. It's not about credit cards. It's not about lending. It's not about insurance and all. So, 
within within that social okay the conversation starter or the conversation engagement all of that happens around around investing okay you wouldn't have two friends discussing over insurance like they probably would discuss okay but they would not do this repeatedly again and again 10 times in a day okay or probably 10 times in a year as well so social does has a flavor okay uh, it does that want to make sure uh, you know you be on the regulatory side of things yeah. and and do it in the right way and uh, in fact some of the indications that you know when that come to come our way on top of the apis we always tell them you know that let the trader or let the investor put an order okay by himself rather than automating some of those things okay yeah. so that that's our view on on that and uh, i think that's that's what i think you guys are also making sure okay on yep. the on platform and also uh, i think approaching like again the extremes of telegram groups and all okay where in fact uh, there are some groups that i also be a part of groups okay just to see you know what's happening around and all okay so some of this advice is basically insane and you, oh, you have no idea right like you no know, like you said okay i i was i don't know if i am right now obviously this groups are okay Uh, but one of one of those groups had around ten lakh users, okay, in yeah. chat groups, okay, and someone is telling a strategy about you know about option buying or option selling. By the time it is even if it's used by let's say hundred people, that strategy is stale. Okay, the price yeah. goes, there's demand supply change. Okay, you don't know if your order is going to go through or if there's uh, you you have no idea about that. Okay, so I think that that is what you know people need to be educated about. Hey, what works for someone else doesn't work for you. I mean. what works for everyone definitely doesn't work for you and i think rightly put up uh, you are very active uh, uh, on twitter right so i analyze some of your stuff which you put up especially those andaz apna apna stuff which you which you which you you know put up by the really funny uh, what makes you so what makes you so active in public especially uh, what are the downsides and upsides of it um i think the downside is okay it's is better to be known and okay see people who get popular on social media also are brought down by social media so i think uh it is better to be aware aware of that okay uh like i started tweeting in 2007 okay when i just logged in for sake of logging in and started this is again relative days i was telling right okay free internet peak in office subject of sab kuch check karo And at point of time, if you want to go to a cyber cafe, they will charge three hundred rupees for an hour. So it's like, okay, try out every product that's available in the market. So it it started happening around around that that point of time, okay. And I always tweeted a lot about uh, more about uh, startups journey of founders, okay. And as as the handle is okay, very practical thing which I relate to and I I believe, okay. So I I really don't know why people follow me and all. I some of my missing friends, I, I end up telling them you should you guys should hate me for. Telling, telling people things that I am telling, and all. But it's it's fun, okay. Everyone knows it's it's fun, okay. Yeah. Uh, there's a friend who says, "No, like sarcasm in India is like electricity. Very few get, it. very few people get it." So <laughs> I, I think those who get it are the one who follow me. <laughs> yeah. That's very funny. Yeah. Yeah. So so that's what. So and like like today, like I have so many of my office colleagues and all, okay, who. Who used to think that no, I am very very active on Twitter. Now they look at me and and say like no, like PJ tweets once in the morning and once at night, okay. And I literally don't even look at my phone by the way. Okay, so on my way to office, I just look at something and then uh, okay, I'll probably tweet and and my phone is lying away throughout the day. I don't even look at it and all unless something rings, okay, or something like that. So uh, 
I don't know why people think it's it's super active, but if you go and look it up, okay, it's probably a max one or two tweets in a day. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's that's good. Uh, I, I think you mentioned that you're seeing the, probably, and we we all have seen in our career. And so this is a kind of a fourth market slowdown you're seeing, and 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 I think you probably hinted that it could be or uh, looks as bad as probably global financial crisis. Uh, I also read that you mentioned three big costs for startups, you know, or people, customer acquisition, and and excess capacity. Uh, you are also in midst of building up a business, you know, and and that also requires money, right? Uh, how are you, you know, preparing yourself? What are the things you would, I mean, like a lot of people have spoken a lot of things and, you know, Sequoia has just put up a 52-page presentation as well, which is circulating at, and I'm sure everybody have it now. How are you doing? How are you taking care? So I think when when we started building uh, Raise, okay, one, one conversation that we had with almost all our investors is that, you no, know, we are not going to do any crazy things. Mm. Okay, so uh, if, 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 in fact, that was a time when, uh, most most of the books in the market were basically buying. And, and what is crazy as per you? There is a lot of crazy, like you know, there's, there there are startups and there are startups which are run by friends, and we have this conversation. And I end up saying, hey, you spend money on acquisition, you spend money on acquisition, on activation, on usage, on retention, on reactivation. Okay, so if you uh, know oil your entire value chain, okay, with distribution of money, okay, how would you ever like, make money, yeah. right? Okay, and these are the things like I said we discussed. Okay, we joke over it and we you know we talk about it and all. But to a, to a certain extent, these things are true. Okay, mm-hmm. so few things that we have done from our side. Okay, I think everyone in the company from day one knows. Okay, we are a, uh, we have a very conservative approach. Okay, while when, when it, so we are very aggressive in terms of product customer experience, making sure things are right out there. Okay, we ship fast and all. Uh, when it comes to spending money, we are very, very conservative. So anyone and everyone in our office knows, knows what our goals are, okay. Uh, our numbers which are there, okay, month on month, uh, day on day, month on month, week on week, our board decks are shared with everyone, everyone is happy to go through that. Any combination that we get from investors, like like you said, you know, this is the next slide that's going around, okay, we are shared with, okay, it's, it's available for all the team members, go and look at it and all. And we have made sure, you now everyone takes their own decisions. So. Uh, there are a lot of, like I said, no HR is a cost center. The same thing, okay. HR is a cost center. Your media spend is a cost center. Your tech infra access capacity is a, is a cost center. Okay, so we are made aware of people. Just make sure, no, think about it. What you're, what you're doing. Okay, if it's going to help, go ahead and do it. If it's not going to help, okay, just step back and reevaluate. And in fact, uh, some of the conversations that that we have, okay, uh, like I am. Like when, when I interview someone for roles like growth or marketing, okay, one of my biggest red flags is when someone says, no, what's your marketing budget? Uh, because the person is coming with the thought, and this is throughout, not, not just for none or days, okay, all, all the journeys that I have done, be it from free charge to Servify or PDF money or even, even is done, okay. Uh, when, I, when I hear a question, when I say that, no, what's your marketing budget, like how much are you going to spend, okay, I realize the guy is here for spending, sorry, the guy girl is here for spending and not, not for growing. I, I will just say that I know uh, I'm I'm spending all of that budget on you, so I'm left with nothing after that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that that DNA is, is is very very clear amongst amongst all of us. Okay, and we try to make sure okay everyone uh, knows what's happening in the company, so they don't need to you know get to some report that comes out and say you know this company is going through and all. So good times, bad times, okay, we share with everyone. Our, 
cash position in the company is it's out in the deck okay we send a monthly update that goes to our investors goes to our team members everyone is happy to walk into our board meetings this, this happens in the open forum okay so uh, and this is not just now this is basically one of the kind of things as a culture that we have built okay where people are given up given this responsibility and saying that hey, you own this and you no know, you drive you drive this so this, that's the thing that that we end up making sure from our side uh, and hopefully okay i think the things that we did earlier okay earlier on from the time that we started scaling up which is uh, we we did a public launch in november and all okay we did a private launch two months before 60 days it was in private launch we working with users and all so we kind of you know have inculcated this throughout throughout the organization so uh even today okay we have told told everyone see we are here for strong growth okay and we tried by the way is there's one thing that we have we agree is that we try everything we don't say no to anything okay so uh you know obviously you know you see competition spending market working with particular channels or doing something you also end up going let's try it out you no know, let's let's see what happens okay so we tried it out we see it doesn't work okay it gives you account but people don't invest people don't trade okay and we are like you know why do you want to have empty accounts okay which are basically created for sake of creating so it is very very clear from and for the entire team from day one okay they know their metrics and also i think the decision to make sure you no know, everything is transparent that we took i think 9 12 months back okay it's today when investors write to us and when we discuss with our investors in terms of you know how are you cutting costs and all etc it's like there's nothing to cut because everything that can that can that could have been done okay is probably already done Uh, it's just that uh, no, we slow down on some things, okay, which probably were a little aggressive. Like, like for example, uh, let's say U.S. stocks, okay, like India stocks are still fine, okay, but um, like other day stocks are correcting thirty percent in a day, okay. So, do we want to be aggressive on investing on building U.S. stocks? Okay, probably yes. Okay, little less than what it was earlier. Okay, so it's not that we we have stopped that, but. Uh, that project instead of getting done in probably next two months, it will get done in three or four months. Okay, we probably mm-hmm. build things which are working and also those are decisions that we take in terms of you no know, looking at what what's happening because if you look at India, okay, if you look at you no know, even our common friends friend circles or the people around us, when we ask them or when you ask our users, you know, which in stocks you want to invest in in the say U.S. market, the most common answers are Zoom, Netflix, uh, Facebook, Twitter, and all. Okay, and all of these stocks are corrected like Snap, Snap. Snapchat and all. Okay, we have seen this stock correcting thirty thirty percent in a single day. Okay, so yep. it's like, do you want to invest now? Do you want to wait? Like everyone says, no, I'll wait and then then I invest. So, so you're doing a good service to your customer by delaying the whole thing so that they lose less money. <laughs> I think that only time time will tell. Yeah, okay. yeah. I'm just but, joking. Yeah. Yeah, but the idea is to basically you know be aware with 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 what's happening. Okay. And like even even for our team members and all, we have clearly said no. There's enough enough runway available for us for next three four years. Okay, even if we do the things the way we are doing right now, okay. So no one should get spooked out of what's what's happening in the ecosystem and all. But it is always good. You no, know, you maintain the transparency with your team members, and they know they also know what's happening in 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 the in the industry or in in the startup space. No, no, that's great. And I'm glad to hear that you know three four years is a good enough time. Um, kind of runway guys are. So you know, our podcast is actually called "Breaking Investment Stereotypes." So, so any stereotypes about startups, about investing, whatever you know, you want to talk about? Um, I I don't advise on investing any anywhere. Okay, but so, so let's talk about startups. Yeah, yeah. I think okay. This is one thing that I I keep on telling a lot of my friends nowadays is you no, know, they hear fancy stories about you no, know, someone put first check in the unicorn and that's valued at so few crores and all, and then. 
would investing five thousand rupees or ten thousand rupees in in that startup, okay, or any small amount one lakh two lakh rupees, and it's like very difficult to you know tell even friends, okay, don't do it, okay, because you don't know what you're getting into, right? Yeah. And that okay to an extent, okay, you can tell tell what you want, okay, but then obviously everyone is mature and free to take their own decisions, so. I I end up I end up saying folks okay don't invest in startups because no it it is a very different space altogether okay you're not even connected you don't even know what kind of deals are coming your way or most likely you're getting deals which is rejected by everyone and yeah. the market to raise money and they just want money and so on so uh, and startups being super risky right okay the, even the funded startup ninety percent funded startups fail okay so and this is funded startups from A list VCs okay so forget about uh, the long tail of Long tail of investments that happen in, in that case. Okay, so ideally, I, I suggest you no know, never get into some of those things. Okay, probably you know maybe investing in stock market is much more safe. Safe if if you have to come there than than with uh, doing any investment. And obviously, you can get out of the market. Okay, if market changes. Okay, you want to book your losses, you want to book your profits and all. Mm. Kind of liquidity is is not so. Getting access to a startup deal today because there are so many startups is 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 quite easy. Okay, but. Is the startup really going to make or break things? Are the founders really the ones, the right founders to back? Okay, does the, does the product has this have have they figured out distribution? Have they figured out the product market fit? I think these are the questions which are uh, which are in the heads of founders every day. Okay, so for the investor who who doesn't even know what startup investing is, he's, he's not even knowing what he's getting into. Hmm. No, that's the, I agree with you. It always looks grass is always greener on the other side, right? So people think that people are making tons of money in startups. So let's let's go and invest there. Uh, this is one question we ask uh, every uh, guest of ours. And so, what advice you will give to twenty-year-old self? I think what 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 I have realized in the last two years specifically, okay, is that uh, you don't need a lot of money in life, okay. Uh, I don't know why that was not realization before. Okay, and uh, now at this point of time, okay, you realize. I think I I look back and like you know there was recent again same article that was there that you mentioned in the was talking about about it. Mm-hmm. My my bank account has a few thousand bucks. Okay, the rest all is on credit cards or UPI, whichever whichever works at that particular point point of time. Okay, and there are hardly anything to spend spend now. Okay, so if if I knew the journey like was going to be like this, okay, twenty years before, probably my life would have been little slow and little, uh, like little full of patience. Okay, because as a founder, I think everything in life you have, okay, the only thing that missing in in life is patience to make make things happen. Okay, so uh, that's one. But twenty years hence, I think uh, I I would be super proud of if I can replicate any of the successes that happen in the Indian startup ecosystem. Like like I am. Uh, very high regards for something like a Flipkart, where okay, there's an entire mafia of folks who worked in Flipkart came out of it and built it. I mean, the super super big companies outside outside of that ecosystem. So, I think 10, 20 years down the line, if something like this happens for Rays, would be like super super happy. Oh, that's 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 great. And you know, talking about uh, we don't need too much money. You know, I've, I've read a very beautiful line which I keep reminding myself that the amount of bank balance you have when you die. Is the amount of extra work you have done? Correct. I think okay. just, just in the afternoon, I was going through Mr. Deepak Parekh's interview, mm-hmm. uh, and and I think he beautifully answered like, you know, if if he was a founder with a significant stake in SDFC Bank, what would you do with that money? Like, <laughs> okay, it was very nice and humble of him to admit admit to that. Okay, but I think uh, these are lessons that you learn with time. Yeah. 
yeah. what, what the impact that you have created? I think uh, the impact that SDFC, SDFC Bank has oh, created. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Like no one knew yeah. when. Yeah. And, uh, like, you know, he was talking about a journey when IPO of HDFC Bank came, it underperformed, and uh, I think it took them around two to three years to reach the IPO price and all. Mm. Looking back at you know, how, how this journey started and how, how big the potential uh, it could be for anyone, okay? I think that is what I think every entrepreneur, every true entrepreneur looks for an impact, okay? I think that's, that's, that's the right way and right example for probably of an impact. No, thanks. So with the, with that, uh, you know, we'll 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 end our conversation, sir. Thank you, PJ. Thanks for uh, coming on our show, and so thanks a lot. Thanks, thanks, Raj. Pleasure to be here. Thank you once again. Thank you.